This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, this is Dr. Kate. This is the Forum Function and Flow Lab podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about plantar fasciitis. I see it a ton in my office. Sometimes people actually come in specifically for it. And other times it's just another symptom they happen to tell me about. And they don't even realize that I treat something like that. So chiropractors do or are able to treat more than just of the spine. So I do work on extremities. So that would include your feet. And a lot of times I can tie back your plantar fasciitis to another issue not related with your foot, whether it be something in your calf, your hamstring, your glutes, or even your neck. If your head is forward, it sends off your center of gravity. And then the ripple down effect is that we're clenching on with our calves, which creates a problem with the sole of the foot. That is a whole other, you know, down the rabbit hole of what, what happened with this issue. So first we'll start with what is plantar fasciitis? Because a lot of people think any foot pain is plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis is super common. I read one stat that one in 10 people will experience plantar fasciitis at some point in their life. And that is a good percentage of people. And some people, it can last for years and it affects what they, um, that they have to give up the activities they love, like running or walking for exercise. So it's definitely something that needs attention and addressed. Um, What plantar fasciitis is, is an inflammation of the plantar fascia, which is a um, fibrous sheet along the bottom of the foot, the sole of the foot, and it goes from the heel to the ball of the foot. And the other thing that attaches at the heel is the Achilles tendon. So the Achilles tendon is your big, thick, dense tendon at the back of the ankle that is the tendon for your gastroc muscle and your soleus muscle. Both are calf muscles. So that thick tendon comes down and attaches into your calcaneus or your heel bone. And then the plantar fascia attaches on the other side of the calcaneus. So they kind of talk to one another. So one symptom that people with plantar fasciitis also have are usually tight calves. And that makes sense because that tension on the calcaneus is going to have a reciprocal effect on the plantar fascia, which is attaching there. So people with plantar fasciitis can have pain along the sole of their foot and their heel. Um, If you have pain on the top of the foot, it's not plantar fasciitis. If you have pain on the side of the heel, it's more likely tarsal tunnel syndrome. So A lot of times people come in with a foot issue, but it's maybe not exactly uh, plantar fasciitis. So we want to treat it differently. 
Um, but with plantar fasciitis, people typically come in and they've been in either a boot for so many weeks or they can't go without shoes ever, like ever, ever, even getting out of bed. They have had steroid injections or um, thinking about possibly getting surgery. So the downside with the boot is that you have lack of range of motion. So you're restricting movement of those uh, joints in the foot, which is not great for lubricating the joint and all of that. Um, and then with steroid injections, you run the risk of weakening the tendons and ligaments in your foot because chronic steroid use will weaken that. And especially if you're, you know, getting it around your Achilles, that can weaken that as well. And you definitely don't want any tearing of those structures. And then with surgery, anytime you cut an area, it's going to create um, scar tissue post-surgery. And the plantar fascia is there for a reason. It is meant to make your foot into this little nice shock absorber. So it tensions out along the sole of the foot, and then the arch comes up like this. And the shock absorber mechanism is called the windlass uh, maneuver mechanism. And it basically, when you walk, that arch will flatten out and then spring back up and flatten out and spring back up. So we want to have this nice, durable, healthy, strong foot and arch to make ourselves have a pain-free and less um, loaded gait. So the plantar crash is there for a reason and you want to use it how it's meant to be used. The, the problem with modern footwear and supportive shoes and having that big arch in your foot to hold, artificially hold your foot up is that then we don't have to work for it. We just rely on the arch in our shoe to hold our foot up there and we get kind of lazy and our foot atrophies. And then we have this weak foot that's not supporting our, our gait like it should. And then whenever you try to walk without that shoe, you're not going to be able to do it comfortably. So it's this terrible cycle of weakening the foot and then becoming reliant on uh, the footwear that we're wearing that's supporting us. So how I would treat plantar fasciitis it, just generally not, you know, every patient is very unique. So each person, depending on what's going on with them is going to get a different kind of treatment. But very generally, I would say that if you came in and you had been rolling your foot with a water, iced water bottle and rolling your bottom of your foot with trigger point balls, those are all fine and they're not bad but it's not getting to the root of the problem. So typically what I would do would be address the musculature in your lower limb. So from hip, hamstring, calf to foot. And I'm looking for any tightness or asymmetries, those kind of things. And I would use any number of muscular techniques that we'd use in the office. Um, we do active release technique, NIMO, 
We use rock blades, which is, are these little tools, metal tools that we use to gently um, scrape the area, but it's really a brain perception thing. And it's not as um, scary as it sounds. It's very light. Uh, and I really wouldn't get too hung up with spending a lot of time at the sole of the foot. We would address it with um, manual work with hands or the rock blades. Typically, the rock blades very softly just trying to downregulate the response from the brain to the sole of the foot. But I would check out more so the hamstrings and the glutes and the um, calves. Now, with the, the strength of the arch that might not be there anymore, I really like to take a look at your posterior tibial muscle. So we've got the gastroc, which is that big superficial calf muscle that feeds into your Achilles. Super important in that tightness issue that we're having possibly with plantar fasciitis. Next layer is soleus, also feeding into your Achilles tendon. Also important with that, but then deep to it is your posterior tibial muscle. And that tendon comes down around the ankle and into the sole of the foot and is involved with creating that arch in your foot. So I see is that, is that weak and inhibited? We'll do some muscle work to it, try to stimulate it. Try to see where it where we're having the issue, and then giving exercises to actually activate the calves. And that's so counterintuitive because we think tight and we think we want to stretch it, but that isn't always the answer. So we do the muscle work. We do show you some active stretches that can um, help with lengthening. But then we'll have you do calf raises in different planes um, to load the tissues without causing pain. So we want to slowly baby step you into being able to load the tissues again without creating that painful response from the brain. Um, there's other things we do is you can use vibration therapy to help with um, the muscles. And I love to use vibration on the sole of the foot because it gives a ton of great neural input uh, into the into the foot, which is where we're trying to have the healing happening. Um, and especially if you have plantar fasciitis, you're probably wearing very padded supportive shoes all the time. So you're not getting a ton of good neural input to the sole of your foot. So doing some really light vibration on the sole of the foot helps with that. Um, and then I'll also put just a piece of kinesio tape along the sole of the foot. It has that gentle stretch to it. And that's also a more long-term subtle neural input reminding your brain about that area that has been so dulled by socks, by shoes, by your, by the boot you might've been wearing because of the plantar fasciitis and helps to reconnect with that area. Um, and sometimes I'll also tape up into the posterior tibial muscle to help with that arch support too. Um, and then of course we work our way up working the hamstrings and glutes and um, seeing 
if we have an issue there. Another thing that might play into how your foot is working is the um, mobility of your ankle. So checking people's mobility of their ankle. And I also do this on every single patient that has a foot issue. And they're always like, oh my goodness, why does the top of my foot hurt? And I picked this um, trick up from Dr. Perry Nicholson. And it's a lumbrical release, these little structural muscles in your foot. And I access them by, you, I tell the patients to use a little ahead of the racer or their finger. And I have them um, work between the metatarsals and pinch in between of them and like wiggle until you feel almost feel like an electrical sensation when you find a spot that you're having the issue with and you're working from the toes all the way up to the tarsal bone. So all the way up to where it feels like you can't fit your finger in between the metatarsals anymore. And I have people do that twice a day to kind of wake up the foot and bring that supportive nature that we need again with it. Um, you know, I would say a way to um, avoid ever having plantar fasciitis in the first place would be to slowly introduce yourself to wearing minimalist footwear and building that foot strength and doing strengthening of your, of your arch, like short foot exercises. I have that linked. I can link that below that exercise. Um, and doing that before you ever have an issue. Um, because it's very difficult to go from having plantar fasciitis to any kind of minimalist footwear until a long time afterwards. Because you deconditioned your foot. Maybe they put you in a boot, boot for weeks. You're even more deconditioned to wear bare feet or minimalist footwear is going to be excruciating. And you have to do the work before you can ever wear something like that again. So maybe just baby stepping into strengthening your feet will be the way that you can eventually have strong enough feet to be able to support yourself, which we're made to be able to support our body in motion um, and use that windless mechanism to have that shock absorber for our foot. Um, So yes, plantar fasciitis is, I think we get a little in the weeds or sorry, short-sighted when we only focus on the foot because that whole lower chain is really gonna, gonna not be able to work alone. You're not going to be able to solely have a foot problem. You're going to also have an ankle, calf, a knee, you know, problem all the way up. As I said, it could be even something as far away as your neck throwing off your center of gravity. So, um, just my two cents on plantar fasciitis. We do see a lot of success with it in the office. And I think that with it being as common as it is, trying to get ahead of it before it even happens by strengthening your feet and your calves is really something that you might want to think of 
if you love doing these active things that require you to, you know, run, walk, cycle, those kind of things. So you can't do much if you can't walk anywhere. Um, if you have any questions about plantar fasciitis or what kind of footwear you should wear or what kind of strengthening exercises, I'll link the um, short foot exercise below and let me know. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.